Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Muman Khan, Case 27. Nonsense, not mind, not Buddha, not things. A monk asked, Nansen, is there any dharma that has not been preached to the people? Nansen answered, there is. What is the truth that has not been taught? Asked the monk. Nansen said, it is not mind. It is not Buddha. It is not things. Muman's comment. At this question, Nansen used up all his treasure and was not a little confused. Muman's verse. Talking too much spoils your virtue. Silence is truly unequaled. Let the mountains become the sea. I'll give you no comment. Like you can turn this way. Good afternoon. It's good to see you all. A lot of familiar faces and a few unfamiliar faces. It's really nice to have that combination. It's also really nice to see some younger people here. We tend to be a rather geriatric sangha. And it's very good to see younger people. So, to get into the mood for this Dharma talk, I like to just start with a little chanting. It's a very simple chant. I'm going to clap my hands and we'll all chant Mu as softly as you like or as loudly as you like. And when I clap my hands again, we'll stop. Okay? So right now.
The silence sounds really good, doesn't it? Whatever I can say is not going to equal the eloquence of that silence or the eloquence of your simple chanting of Mu. Some of you may know that I recently started teaching an online course called Zen Buddhism by the Numbers, which is my attempt at a sort of survey course of the major themes or topics of Zen Buddhism. And very appropriately, we start with the number zero, which is perhaps the most important of the numbers for Zen. Zero is the number of Enso. This morning when we had the Daibatatsu Day service, Chigan Roshi standing out in the cold and facing Sangha Meadow, holding a stick of incense, made a, a beautiful wide enso in the air. A beautiful enso made with smoke on the air as fleeting and Enso as one can imagine. And Enso is such an important symbol for Buddhism, for Zen in particular. It is the Zen mandala, the Zen representation of the universe. It contains all that you can say about the universe. If you've seen Enso calligraphy, it's almost always drawn, not as a complete circle, but with just a little space, a little opening because the universe is open and never closed. Emptiness is always open. And there's always an opening for our minds and our hearts to enter. So Enso is one of the important symbols of this number zero. Another important expression of this zero is Mu. Mu. 
which we just did. And you could feel in your chanting how simply intoning the syllable with no thought in your mind worked to open your heart, to ease your mind, to clarify and purify all the turmoil and unease and separate alienation that develops from this idea that we have of I. Simply and you could feel the openness And in the silence that followed, you could feel the wonderful open quality, the quality of liberation in that silence. Zero is also the number of emptiness, shunyata. And it's the number of this koan. Not mind, not Buddha, not things. So what is not mind, not Buddha? not things. Can it be put into words? To try to put it into words is already covering it up, already confusing it. So who was Nansen? Nansen was one of the great teachers in one of the great periods of time of Buddhism in Tang, China. He was born in 748 and he died in 834. He was the one of the many successors of Basudo Itsuzenji, his Dharma brother, Yakujo, is in our lineage. Nansen is not considered in our lineage. Yakujo was the teacher of 
Obako Kyun Zenji, who was the teacher of Rinzai Gigen Zenji. So that period of time that crea created so much wonderful energy, so much vitality in the world of Zen. So much of the literature that's been passed down comes from that time. Zen and Buddhism, of course, were not the only systems of thought or religion in China at the time. The other two great systems of philosophy, religion, spirituality were Confucianism, which formed the major societal structure as much as any society has ever been created by a system of thought. Confucianism really created the system of ethics, of education, of ideas of politeness, it formed so much of Chinese society that even amongst Taoists and Zen people, a great deal of how they thought about the world on a day-to-day -day basis was influenced by Confucianism. And the other great religion of China, still practiced today, was Taoism, which had many things in common with Zen. And when Buddhism came to China, and particularly Zen came to China, a good deal of the vocabulary was borrowed from Taoist thought particularly the use of the term, the way. In Taoism, the way, the Tao, is the fundamental mystery. And just as there is no really good way of talking about this matter, putting it into words, you may remember from this morning also, one of the dedications begins there is a reality even prior to heaven and earth. It has no form, much less 
a name. This is the Tao in Zen terms, we might call it your original face, your original face before your parents were born, or we might call it Buddha nature. But to call it anything, to put it into words, makes it somehow seem like something when really it's nothing. Really, it's the space within which everything that is created can exist. The Taoist text, the major Taoist text by Lao Tzu is the Tao Te Ching, and it starts with beautiful lines. It can be interpreted many different ways, but in this interpretation by Ursula K. Le Guin, it begins, the way you can go isn't the real way. The name you can say isn't the real name. Heaven and earth begin in the unnamed, Naming's the mother of the 10,000 things. So the unwanting soul sees what's hidden. And the ever-wanting soul sees only what it wants. Two things, one origin, but different in name whose identity is mystery. Mystery of all mysteries, the door to the hidden. The name you can say isn't the real name. The teaching you can teach isn't the real teaching. This koan echoes, in a way, the koan that I gave my first Teisho about the afternoon that I was given transmission by Shinge Roshi, Obaku's Partakers of Brewer's Grain, in which he chides his disciples you're all partakers of brewer's grain. Don't you know that in all of China, there are no Zen teachers? A monk asked Nansen, is there any Dharma that has not been preached to the people? There is. What's the truth that has not been taught, asked the monk. Nansen said, it's not mind, it's not Buddha, it's not things. If it's not mind and it's not Buddha, 
and it's not things. It's not something that you can talk about. And it's not something that you can teach. So if it's not something that you can talk about and not something that you can teach, what am I doing up here? It's something that you can give yourself to. It's something that you can put yourself into a position in which it opens itself to you and you open yourself to it. That's what we're doing when we sit in Zazen. That's what we were doing when we were chanting Mu just now. And even more when we were appreciating the beautiful silence that followed that chanting. It's not something that you can reason about. It's not something that you can bargain for. You can't go to the supermarket and buy it. You have to give yourself to it. And the more you give yourself to it, the more it gives itself to you. And each of us has to decide whether that is a bargain that we want to make. To give ourselves fully without reservations. Not by striving, by chasing, by thinking, but by placing ourselves directly in front of it. There's a, a poem, a Japanese folk poem, very appropriate for this session. It's quite short. Autumn now. Some clouds chasing the moon, others running away. 
Autumn now. Golden wind. Some clouds chasing the moon. Others running away. It may enhance your appreciation of the poem to know that the word for novice monks in Japanese is unsui, which means cloud or cloud flowing into water. Some clouds chasing the moon, and the moon is frequently used as a symbol of enlightenment. Some clouds chasing the moon, others running away. But honestly, you don't have to chase the moon. The moon's not going anywhere. You just have to sit yourself down in front of it. Make yourself available to it. Don't run away. Don't chase. Just be right there, right here. It's not something that you have to go anywhere to accomplish. You can accomplish it in your home. But of course, it's helpful to have a place like this where a lot of people are doing the same thing and we can concentrate and not have to concern ourselves with the usual day-to-day activities. Just making yourself available to it. Sitting yourself in front of emptiness. In front of mu. Just mu. And some of you may be doing something other than mu practice. You may be following your breath or watching your thoughts or working on another koan. But it's really all mu. None of it's anything else. Just making yourself available to this emptiness to the Tao, to that thing that doesn't have a name or a form, but from which everything else flows. Along these lines, another of the Cases uh, in the Moman Khan in which Nansen is featured is case 19. He was in a lot of cases, very 
wonderful teacher and his most famous student was Joshu, who was the originator of the Mu koan, amongst many other koans. So this was when Joshu was still a student. He was a student of nonsense for a long time. Joshu studied with Nansen for 40 years. Joshu asked Nansen, what is the way? Again, that interplay of Zen and Taoism. What is the way? What is the Tao? What is this thing that can't be named. Not having any name, we call it the way. Ordinary mind is the way, Nansen replied. Shall I try to seek after it, Joshu asked. If you try for it, you will become separated from it. So not chasing the moon. How can I know the way unless I try for it? Persisted Joshua. You know, my friends, they all passed that koan and I haven't. What do I do? How do I do it? How do I get it? How can I know the way unless I try for it? Nonsense said, the way is not a matter of knowing or not knowing. Knowing is delusion. Not knowing is confusion. When you've really reached the true way beyond doubt, you will find it vast and boundless as outer space. Just like that Enso. Vast and boundless as outer space. How can it be talked about on the level of right and wrong? With these words, Joshu came to a sudden realization. The way is not a matter of knowing or not knowing. Not a matter of chasing not a matter of reasoning, not a matter of trying. Yeah, you try, you try, but you try simply to open your heart 
and open your mind and to feel your way into this vastness. You try not by chasing or running here or there, but by sitting still and not moving and offering your heart, offering your body, offering the pain in your knees, in your back, the pain in your heart. You just bring it all and lay it out. You just spill your guts. And you persist. Like a faucet that has a drip, just breath by breath, moment by moment, noticing when you're mind has wandered, noticing when your heart has tossed up in turmoil, and just bringing it all, and not running away, not chasing, not running away. just being right here, right now. And forget about knowing or not knowing. Knowing is delusion. Not knowing is confusion. Just stop worrying about being perfect. Don't try to be perfect, try to be honest. Do your best, pay attention, be honest. And be persistent. If you can manage those things, then the way will open itself out to you. Nothing that you have to do more than that. It's not mind, it's not Buddha, it's not things. All of these words that 
we think are so important, mind, Buddha, just confuses things. What is this right here, right now? Ordinary mind is the way. Is that a contradiction of it's not mind, it's not Buddha, it's not things? Ordinary. What's ordinary? When you are not chasing and you're not running away. That's ordinary. When you are not concerning yourself with the content of mind knowing or not knowing. That's ordinary. Just make yourself available to it and it will reveal itself to you. Muman's verse. Talking too much spoils your virtue. Silence is truly unequaled. Let the mountains become the sea. I'll give you no comment. I had prepared a bunch of other things to say. And maybe I should say a few of them. Although perhaps it just spoils everything that I've said up to now. So instead, why don't we do a little bit more mood chanting?
There are four more days of session left. Persist. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.